This is Bronze and Modern Gods, another bonus episode. Hello there, Richard. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing okay. A uh, lot, of, lot of good response to our Spider-Man Underrated Keys episode earlier this week. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for, for the comments and the feedback. Appreciate it. If you have not watched it yet, please go back and do so. And you might want to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything else that's coming up like that. All right. We've got uh, the Instagram Market Watch with Ali from Elite Comics. We've got an underrated book. Uh, guest this week from someone local here in Long Beach that we'll get to later, but it's time for viewer mail. You've got mail. We've got the first one here from Mark Lenniker, who writes, I'm very glad you both sounded a word of caution about W.E.B. <laughs> of Spider-Man. I realize the MCU has an iron grip on the whiplash of prices for certain issues, but did this kid garner a fan base of note? Really? Uh, I can answer that. No. No, no. no. I, I was kind of surprised by the, the the this the energy behind this book. I think that energy dissipated real quick because I saw this book going for fifteen bucks at you know the beginning of the uh, release week, and now I see copies on the shelf here locally. Yeah, that 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 happens. I mean, if if there isn't some real a uh, lasting driving force behind something. It could just be a flash in the pan. And I think this that's what this is going to end up being. Buyer beware. What's yours? My first comment is from Royal Ocean RWB. Hi, guys. Quick question. I picked up a Moon Knight number one 9.6 recently. I thought it was a good spec considering the upcoming Oscar Isaac Disney Plus show. What's your guys' opinion? I, I agree. I think right now is a good time to pick up Moon Knight. Um, it's any time before the trailer for a known show. It's a good time to pick up something at a good price. So if you got a a really good deal on it, that's 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 great. Um, it depends also on what your long term plans are. Are you planning on holding this book? Are you planning on flipping it as soon as the trailer comes out? Which is where I would do if I was only specking on it. Yeah. Um, it's it's on your your you know it depends on your plans with the book. I think it's good. I think you know it's in third place. Uh, after Werewolf by Night 32 and Marvel Spotlight 28, the first solo Moon Knight comic book, it might actually be in fourth place if you really want to count that issue of Marvel Preview Magazine that featured Moon Knight before Moon Knight number one came out. But TV show or no TV show, Moon Knight is a supremely popular character who just can't seem to hold an ongoing book. Yeah. Yeah, Werewolf by Night has always been uh, thirty two has always been a popular book, so you know it, it just is it. He's not a character who is falling into this MCU hype solely. Yeah, if you are just if you just bought that nine point six number one to flip it because of the TV show, do it the first time that show hits a trailer or episode one goes live. Don't hold on to it uh, because there's a lot of them. It's not a scarce book by any stretch. The direct market was booming then by that point. So there's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It, it all, it's all about timing in this hobby. Uh, if you're looking to flip books, if, you're, if it's for your PC, it's, it's a great time to buy before the prices do go up. Yep. All right. My next one is from Hardy Spence on Facebook. This came from a Facebook messenger to us. Keep up the great videos. I was able to purchase a new stand 9.8 Thor 337 under $1,200 from Elite Comics while everything on eBay was going for close to $1,500. Wouldn't have started using Instagram for comics if it weren't for y'all. 
Love the new segment. Well, there you go, Ollie. Uh, not sure if this is reader mail worthy, but what's your opinion on CGC signings for actors as opposed to authors and artists? CGC just emailed about Josh Brolin doing a signing and getting a New Mutants 987 or Infinity Gauntlet number one signed is pretty tempting. Okay, I can answer this uh, in two ways for myself. I hate it. Uh, actors have nothing to do with the comics. I mean, they're playing the role great. Uh, personally, I, I have a problem with getting your book signed anyway. I think it defaces the your cover in a way that is not appealing to me whatsoever. I cringe when I see a Fantastic Four number one with a Stan Lee black marker scrawl all over it. Uh, I cringe when I see an Amazing Fantasy 15 the same way. However, I'm the minority, and I admit that. These signatures are super popular. They sell for way over uh, GPA for an unsigned copy, depending on who it is and what the book is. I think Josh Brolin signing a Thanos book is a bit of a slam dunk if you are a huge Thanos fan and you like him in the movie, go for it. If you are a crass uh, flipper, go for it because you're gonna you're gonna benefit. If you are a grumpy old man like me that hates seeing comic books be defaced, well, that's another story. Uh, you know, I I I am of two minds with signatures. There are some signatures I think actually add um, value to the book, like Walt Simonson's signature. I love. I have a Thor three thirty seven newsstand, and it's signed by Walt, and Walt signs it at you know at a place that's tasteful. Yeah. And yeah, it looks it looks good. It's not like Stan signature over Spider-Man's face or something silly like that. Um, so I, I, I do have some books in my collection that are signed because, you know, the, the, the artist typically is the person I have signed it. Having um, having a movie movie character, a movie star or actor sign it. I I kind of agree with John. I really don't see the significance of that uh, because they had nothing to do with the comic. They just had to be lucky and got hired to play that role. Yeah. Um, there are some exceptions to that rule, though. I, you know, um, Star Wars one signed by Carrie Fisher and, uh, you know, David Prowse and, you know, all the characters who 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 played in that movie. I think that is a cool thing to have. Um, and I would I, I could see it having some significant value for for that particular title. But for overall, I, I don't like people writing on my covers. I, I, I like the art for the art. I don't necessarily need to, to have somebody put their big signature on it. And also the problem with getting this book signed is, yeah, you go through all this prep work to get the book ready to sign. You send it into CGC. The the artist or actor or whoever who, you know, if, especially if it's an actor, they have no experience doing this. So they're slopping their CS. They're, they're getting it all dirty. And, and you know, there, there is a potential for you losing grade uh, because of the handling of that book. It's just the, the natural effect of handling a book out of the the holder. So, you know, you, your 9.6 may end up being a 9.4 by the time, you know, it's done being great or being uh, uh, signed. So let's keep that in mind. Um, Let me give a little caveat to what I said earlier. I hate seeing major keys defaced like that if it's a mod like an infinity gauntlet number one who cares go for it have you know a thanos 13 first cosmic ghost rider there's lots of them go for it but just pieces of history 
like, ah, ah. It, it bugs me. And speaking of bugs, I'm going to show you the most extreme example on the screen here. The infamous Amazing Spider-Man 129, first appearance of the Punisher, signed by Stan Lee, where he decided to draw a little spider on it. How would you feel if you got this back from CGC? <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's a taste thing. Some people love it, John. Some people pay um, like like um, Todd McFarlane. His signature is expensive, but it also adds a significant value to the book. Clayton Crane, I get it. You know, when, uh, Walt Simonson, for sure, he signs it like a dinosaur. I, it's artistic. I, you know, modern bronze on, I don't mind, you know, except for big keys. Uh, it's just, I the, the big ones kill me. Like, a, can you imagine a Hulk one with a Stanley in his last years, barely able to make it to the yeah. table? crawling over his face no stop it uh but that's me i admit it it's just me i'm absolutely the minority uh what's your last one my last one is from our friend vexer 4000 i know why white pages are important but with books being slabbed and you can't see the insides of the book anymore are they really that important i'm no different than anyone else and always look for the white pages on a cgc label but if the cover or back cover aren't affected, do white pages make a significant difference? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, this this is another. Um, if you had two books, if you had uh, a 9.8 white pages, uh, um, let's say giant size X-Men number one, and you had a 9.8 off white pages, giant size X-Men number one. And they both cost the same amount of money. They're both, you know, four thousand dollars because the books are crazy nowadays. Which would you pick? I mean, it's it it comes down to um, it is a extra extra factor when determining the value of the book, the page quality. And given everything else equal, the value of the book that has the higher page quality it, it wins out. Yeah, and I don't think it's because. Uh, I don't want the Marvel uh, or I don't want the Comics Code Authority stamp being cut off and I want perfect centering and I want no, it's really not about that. Uh, it's about preservation. Uh, a, a book that, you know, there are books from the 70s and even the 80s. They have creamed off white pages. That just means it's going to degrade faster. Uh, off white pages means it's in a state of uh, degrading that's more advanced than white pages. It's really as simple as that. Uh -huh. But you know, to to Vexer's point, no one will know. I mean, if it has if it has you know creamed off white pages, um, you you'll never know that. You'll never see that, and you will never see that degrading of the page. And you can see it if you look, you know, through it sideways. You can. See it. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it, it'll matter. Uh, I would never have imagined if I did, I'd be a much richer and smarter man right now, keeping my books from when I was even 25, here I am, you know, 124 years old. And if I had kept those books in pristine condition, I'd be rolling. And now I look back and I'm rebuying books and gosh, you don't know how long you're going to have your books. You're going to, if there, this really is an investment and you're going to pass them down to the next generation, white pages are important. Yeah, it, it's true. If, if, if the book is a long-term uh, purchase either for investment or for collection the better page quality means the uh, the longer the lifespan of that book but if you're buying a book and you're flipping it 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 no. really just matters to whoever's buying the book yeah and, yeah and 
sorry, and off-white pages gives you uh, a good bargaining position as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's again, it's that extra factor. Um, when we when we set these values for books and we set a grade to them, they're all arbitrary grades, right? I mean, it's a nine point eight is because somebody decided that these conditions make it a nine point eight. Yeah. And the the page quality is just yet another arbitrary factor because you know there's nothing you know there is no scientific wavelength that says this is a off-white page versus this is a off-white white but um, richard there's the overstreet owl card uh, yeah yeah you know what that thing gets old too <laughs> so so you know who's who's to say the exact you know uh, thing for off-white or white pages so i wish i had it here i was going through a box today and i found a sealed owl card it's still in wow. the, the wrapper. I'll have to pull it out and show you next time. All right. Well, time to move on to our regular segment on this bonus episode where we check in with Ali, the aforementioned Ali from Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram to share three big notable sales from the past week. Here's a snazzy intro. And here he is now. Checking in with Ali from Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram. I did it for you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, you've got some cool stuff this week. I, I, see, I, have, I don't know if you noticed when you told us, but there is a theme. Key first appearances. Ooh. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me back. And again, Elite Comics 11 on Instagram. We are Instagram's premier consignment page so every week we're moving high-end books um and so you know like we do every week i'm here i'm going to share a few of the big sales from the past week or so so first off adam legend of the blue marvel number one this is a book i know you guys have been tracking uh elite cgc 9.8 white pages beautiful book i mean beautiful 2100 dollars that was a steal. Yes, it was. I uh, am so mad I didn't get that. <laughs> GPA for that last sale was twenty four twenty six. So somebody got a steal on that. And Richard, like you were just saying, this is a book you've been hunting for a while. I have. I have. This is one of those books that doesn't come up very often in a 9.8. Um, so I, I typically keep my eye open. I must have been sleeping on this one. Only had a print run of 17,000. So uh, it, it, number one's crazy scarce. Number five, I can't believe number five hasn't had a lot more activity because there are less than 10,000 of those made for a Marvel mainstream title. By the wow. time we got to issue five, orders were, you know, it was a new character. It was a, a, a downtime in the market when print runs were low. And, you know, it was just severely underordered and now we're seeing the result yeah it's finally getting the the it's due you know this book has been under the radar for a long time and it's finally showing its real value a lot of movies back i will say this one was designated as a deal of the day as it were and i mean it only lasted a few minutes so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've had the high gpa the higher than gpa sales on the show uh, since I've been coming on, but that's an example of a solid deal somebody got. So. Yeah, we're we always kind of Richard and I kind of look a little askance at modern books that sell for this much. Like, really, with the exception of Ultimate Fallout Four, this is up there with Ultimate Fallout yeah. Four. People are like, who cares about Adam the Blue Marvel? Who is this? 
Well, you know, if you read, if you're familiar with the story at all, it's an African American character that it takes place in the '60s, and he's kind of forgotten in history because of his race. Mm. So it resonates. It does, and and I again, I think it's something that has languished for a number of years, and and recently it really has just started to take off, and I'm glad to see it. And it's definitely a book I want in my collection. This is a book that if you go back a few episodes, maybe half uh, half a year ago, when we had my auction uh, <laughs> that I talked about on this show, there was an auction I was tracking, and it was a, a assortment of 150 modern books. And there, it was an assortment of 150 modern books, and they were kind of fanned out in the picture. And in the middle of the picture of all this dreck, there was like a little sliver where you could see that it was Adam number one. I'm like, oh, no one's going to get this. <laughs> And I was the only bidder on it for like the entire week until 30 minutes before the end of the auction. All of a sudden, I went, what? And I lost. <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah, have to so, agree with this book. Yeah, good pickup. Whoever got this, good pickup. Yeah. What's the next one? All right. We're going we're gonna to showcase, <laughs> showcase a DC book for once. Actually, two of them. So there's a little spoiler. So Showcase 22. This is the first Hal, Hal Jordan. Um, the Green Lantern hype is real. It's starting up stronger than it has been already. Uh, I think people are sensing this HBO show and the opportunity uh, it could bring in terms of growth. So this particular copy was a CBCS 4.0 off-white pages, uh, and it sold for $4,499 on Elite Comics 11. Wow. That that is another that is another steal in my opinion. This book is has always been hot. This is one of those classic Silver Age books. The first Hal Jordan. Uh, I I've, I don't remember seeing a four for this price before. Did we look at? Do you have the GPA on it? The GPA on a four The last sale was thirty three hundred, which I think is low. I don't think that that last sale is very recent. Uh, I have to ask. Was this book purchased by Hiram of Hiram's Collectibles? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But Hiram, uh, he did come on an elite hangout recently and uh, was definitely hyping the Green Lantern and everything. So yeah, he's got what three of them now. Yeah, there's <laughs> a reason. Uh, he's 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 specking hard, and I think it's justified. I think also it's a tough book in grade. Four point yeah. was really kind of upper. It'd be like a seven point oh for a Marvel the same period. Right. It's, and, and I wonder why, because you rarely, rarely see anything that's really high grade for this particular title. They're all around two ish, three ish. Same so. with all DC Silver Age. Uh, they weren't they were they were red. They weren't collected like mm -hmm. Marvel's. Marvel had a very fervent fan base that were fans. You know, they were mm -hmm. college age. They were high school age. and They cared about their books, uh, you know, uh, not anywhere like we do now. Trust me. But uh <laughs> The DCs were read by kids that, you know, the covers folded back, you know, they're out by the pond, the swimming hole, fishing, reading the Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's even even above GP. I still think this is a deal. Uh, we've got the new uh, Green Lantern show coming here shortly, and we're going to start seeing, you know, the DC universe expand. And Green Lantern, I think, is going to be an important character. This is the Green Lantern key. Um for any Silver Age book. So I think this is, this is, yeah, $4,500. This is a great price. As long as it's not Ryan Reynolds, we'll be okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, even Ryan Reynolds doesn't, doesn't want to claim that show. So, <laughs> uh, okay. And then the last one is, it's, it's a big one. It's showcase number four, uh, the first Silver Age Flash, CGC 
3.0 off-white pages um monster book always in demand these don't seem to last when they show up and they don't show up all the time um one particular note worthy aspect of this book was it had a date stamp a nice date stamp that said i think it was july 5th on it Aww. and and i mentioned that because i know some people are in the date stamps some some aren't but this particular buyer uh july 5th was is his birthday or oh. whatever the date stamp was that's his birthday so that kind of pushed him over the edge on it that's awesome i love when things like that come together you know it, it makes it special so, so what did it sell for yeah so this one sold for fifteen thousand dollars wow okay well the last sale gpa again it's been a while eleven thousand two hundred. but try to find a flash right Restored. First of all, there's tons of restored copies out there of this book for some reason in particular. I don't know if it's the orange on the background where people just love to take a Sharpie and say, how full them? Uh, it doesn't work, people. And uh, this book is 1956. People forget that about showcase number four. It's not in the 60s. This is 1956. So I think the only people actually actively collecting comic books back then were Jerry Bales and Roy Thomas, you know, saving them. <laughs> and they were reading them. Trust me, they were reading them too. Uh, so a 3.0, again, is not a 3.0 for an Amazing Spider-Man number one. Is This is like a 7 or an 8 even for a Showcase 4. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a nice book considering what we've seen. And uh, we're always trying to get more, but uh, on our page. But um, you know, this is one of the better looking copies we've seen outside of San Diego Comic Con. I think I've only seen three copies unrestored in the wild at a shop or somewhere. Mm -hmm. I've I've never seen one in the live. I, I you know, it's just that rare. They just don't show up very often. And then they do. It's they command really good prices like this. They go right into the safety deposit box when people buy them. You know, they're not going to get rid of their flash. No, yeah. no, no. And this is another case, you know, interesting books that show up on Elite, Elite Comics 11. There's just a, a, a cool range of moderns and, uh, and, and Silver Age books. Dude's got a Batman number one up this week. I <laughs> saw. I saw. <laughs> There's some chatter. We might have to report something soon. But, Ooh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. but yeah, it's exciting. Batman number one's up. You know, usually, oh, there's a the Turtles number one. There's a G.I. <laughs> Joe. There's a, there's a Turtles book. Oh, a Batman number one. Okay. Yes, yeah, a, a six-figure Batman number one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be exciting news. It's a, it's a monster. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Ali. Remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, head over to at Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram. And if you have a book to sell, you need some help, just DM us. We're happy to help. That's what we do. Awesome. We will see awesome. you next week. Thank you, Ali. And now, Richard, it's time for our favorite segment, our underrated book of the week. People love it when I say it that way. So <laughs> keep saying it that way. Uh, this is a different one. I was at that event here in Long Beach at Alex's Bar to benefit live music venues. It was a little mini comic book convention. Lots of local shops like Torpedo Comics, uh, Orange County was there. And the owner of this shop, Pulp Fiction Long Beach, which just happens to be my LCS. Sweet. And, yeah. So I grabbed Ryan, who is the owner, he used to be manager, now the owner, to talk to him a little bit. The audio quality, give me a break. They put me right in front of the DJ booth. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. 
Uh, we were kind of shouting to hear each other, but I think it's okay. So let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Live from Long Beach. Live from Alex's bar in Long Beach. See what I mean about recording? Yeah. It's not actually live. Uh, I'm here with Ryan from Pulp Fiction Long Beach to tell us his underrated book of the week. Ryan, what is it? Um, it's still underrated as far as I'm concerned because I won't stop talking about it until everybody's read it. Uh, but my favorite book right now is Ultra Mega. Ultra uh, Mega. Ultra Mega, man. Um, I uh, you were mentioning Kaiju score earlier. You said, "Oh, Ryan, can you give us some context for Kaiju score?" I guess whatever. I do love Kaiju stuff. I love Godzilla. I love all that stuff. Um, Ultra Mega. Ultra Mega is James Heron, who I think is one of the best artists working in the business. Yeah. I think he's got such an energetic, unique style that he's been doing for a while, and a lot of other people have kind of been biting his style, which is fine. I like art. Some of my favorite artists are, are artists that are riffing on other yeah. artists, right? Um, you got Bradshaw's for your uh, Arthur Adams, and yep. you know, and so on and so yep. forth. Exactly. They're all, all welcome, all welcome. Um, but this is really cool because I think Aaron has never really had a book where it's just like, this is mine. I did all of it. My name will be associated right. with it. And I'm glad that it's having some success. It's a big ass, oversized, everything's an oversized first issue. Yeah. Um, it's like if. Uh, if it's like a kaiju book meets body horror meets like just wild um, avant-garde anime, um, I love it. Uh, I know you don't care, <laughs> but it's doing really well in the secondary market too. Good. No, yeah. I do care. Yeah. And, and I don't always know about that. So yeah. that makes me happy. Um, I, I sold out of all my first printing. I didn't, and then surprised. As a retailer, from the retailer perspective, yes, okay, please. listen, uh, this is special for me because it was the first time I had done this. Um, when you go to the distributor level, there's little tricks you can do to find out how many are left. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, right. Okay. And there were 27 left. And I went, <laughs> mine. Yoink. So I, I bought the last 27 copies of the first printing. Uh, we got all those. Those are all gone now, too. Yep. Uh, but we got them all second printings now and third printings in the Excellent. shop. And I'm going to keep providing it, try to get people on board. How many number twos did you get? That's the key. A lot, man. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to have to start slowing down with issue five. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm going to keep pushing it, man. I like it. I also made a personal decision to collect every cover. Oh, uh, God. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, they didn't do a lot of store exclusives. So okay. it wasn't too bad. Okay. But the last thing that I acquired uh, was a... Now, are you familiar with Image Comics or Skybound's uh, Vault? Yes. Live Vault yes, things? Yes, Yes. Okay. So they made one of those covers only available through the Vault Live oh, thing. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I didn't get it through the Vault Live thing. Oh. I paid for it just like every other buddy My on My partner Richard is big on those. He, he, he ordered uh, a Walking Dead one. That, yeah, I have that stuff right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, coming to me from CGC. Nice. So, if any got any, nice. if any of your followers are walking dead nuts, I don't know. I'm gonna have some very, very cool. Well, if uh, it's slab CGC, merchandise. it'll be back in yeah. 2023. No, they're on the way, man. <laughs> oh, I got a, yeah, yeah. Holy crap! I've already got a Negan Lives Ruby Foil variant nice. 9.8. Wow. Uh, and uh, hopefully, well, I won't say nothing about that until I have okay. it. Okay. All right. Until I, I do know from my experience at your store, you had a Black Panther. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Jay Scott. We're not talking Campbell. about that until they start making a movie. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my first. Uh, that's my first CGC submission. Yeah. Um, Did you it, press it? No. Listen, Mark. Oh, use, use me. Ryan. Use me, everybody. Ryan. This is a look, listen. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't have it pressed, and so I got a nine point four. Okay. Probably, if I pressed it, 
gotten a 9.6. You got your boy right here. so. But, you know, lesson learned. Yeah. And uh, you, you learn all these things as you go. You do. You know, we have a lot of customers that are starting to do their own pressing. They're all learning how to do it now. Is that something you guys talk about on your show at all? I have. What, a, are you, what are your thoughts? I have a how to press video. It has over 20,000. Hey, really? <laughs> they're hot, man. They're getting there. They're trying to find their t-shirt presses for so a hot I'm deal. Saying, and, so I'm saying, I'm your, I'm your boy right here. Yeah. Don't, don't send stuff until you consult me. No, 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 not at all. I will only take 40%. <laughs> That's fair. I kid. That's fair. Uh, okay, so Ultra Mega. If you aren't reading it, Ryan says read it. Okay? Definitely check it out. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a, a thing. I think it's gonna hang on. And it's a skybound book. And uh, so you know if you get a skybound deal, that means they're they're actively trying to get your stuff into uh, film production or TV, television production. Look at Invincible. And you'd look at that book and you'd say, how the hell did they do this? Yep. Well, guess what? Invincible just proved to the entire world that you can have a rated R animated show and yep. have it be incredibly popular. So it, they just kicked the down door, uh, the door down for everybody. You weren't watching it. Uh, Pulp Fiction LB on YouTube Tuesday nights. This guy does a live stream where he goes through all the books that are coming out, variant covers, uh, one in 25s, things like that. If you want to know what you got to get up early to go to the store at 10 a.m. the next morning and stand in line for or beat everyone else, watch, go subscribe. Watch yeah, man, stream. I'm here to take care of you. I exactly. just want everybody to get the books they want, get the books in their hands that you want. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, welcome. Good to see you again. See you too, man. Pulp Fiction Long Beach. Follow me. That wasn't too painful, was it? Is that a yes? Are you frozen? Uh, I, I I was I was pretending to be frozen, and then realized that you were actually frozen. Then... <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, that is this episode for this week. If you liked it, like it. If you want to subscribe, subscribe. If you want notifications so you know when we go live, hit the notification bell. Richard, remember last Monday when I said, if you don't like it, then hit a thumbs down. You know, uh -huh. I don't run your life. We got a thumbs down. So. Well, you know, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I know. You know, it's our same, it's our same little troll every week that gives us a thumbs down. We love you. You know, you may not love yourself, but we love you. We care for you. <laughs> we will see you on Monday. Everybody stay safe.